Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary Holt from Exodus and formerly from Slayer, and you're listening to The Razor's Edge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Razor's Edge with Jamie. Joining me today to talk all about his band's brand new album, their first album in eight years, Everything Destroys You, available May 12th, a band I first saw live supporting electronic legend Mortis in April 2007. Joining me from Def Glam, Def Glam Legends, Def Stars, it's Skinny Disco. Yeah, it's me. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, it feels great to be back, actually. Uh, even though we never officially left, it's it's been a it's been a long gap in between albums. It usually is a long gap in between albums, but this time, yeah, it was a little bit too long, maybe. A little bit longer than normal. But mm-hmm. before we talk about that album, take us back to the start. If my research is correct, you joined the band just as a live bass player, is that right? Yeah, well, I think I had yeah, the idea was maybe I had like one festival show or something. And then, no, I think actually I joined the band and we did maybe some festivals. And then we went on a tour supporting Paradise Lost. It was in 2003. And right before the tour, they said like, yeah, of course, you're a member. You you should be in the band. So, uh, yeah, it was perfect. You know, I I really didn't want to be in the band from the start. So when... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it wasn't really your choice to join they just sort of made you <laughs> yeah sort of no it was whiplasher he i met him out in stockholm at a bar and he's like hey i know you play guitar you could probably play bass as well could why why, why don't you come play in my band and i'm like what band is it and he's like it's death stars and i was like no way no way and he's like why why well, my ex-girlfriend, she she used to think you guys were so hot. And I, I told her that I hate you guys. <laughs> so I could never do that with a straight face, you know. And he's like, no, but come on. And then, you know, he was nagging, calling me all the time. I was like, come on, you know, I have an album laying down here waiting for you. You know, just listen to a few of the songs. You'll like it, you know. And then eventually I said, okay, what's the harm in just going and try out for the band? So I did. And I, I realized that the guys were just like me. They like to party and play music. So we, we had a good time. And then <laughs> here I am 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So did yeah. you know the guys originally beforehand then? Or No, it was just Whiplasher who had bumped into uh, like nightclubs in Stockholm uh, previously. Uh, so no, not really. That's amazing. So I've, I've got to ask, because I'm going to assume it's not a birth name. Where does the name Skinny Disco come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my birth name is Jonas. And in my um, age or when I was born, like everybody in Sweden was named Jonas. Uh, so when I growing up in my teens, started playing in bands, people said like, yeah, there's no way we're going to call you Jonas 1, Jonas 2, Jonas 3. So they started <laughs> calling me Skinny because I was the skinny guy. And uh, I think it was in 2003, right, where I joined Death Stars. I actually changed it legally. So it's in my passport. But And mom is not super happy with it. But, you know, everybody's calling me skinny. So why shouldn't it be my name, I think? That's incredible. I didn't realize yeah. you'd actually changed your name legally to skinny. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> and then Disco, yeah, that just came out uh, after me and Whiplasher went out partying one night. And he saw my dance moves. So it's skinny. It's skinny disco. 
Yeah. So it's not not so much a name, but more of a dance move. I like it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take us back to the start for, for you. Where does the love of music and particularly like metal music come from? Yeah, well, I, yeah, born 1979. I was about six or seven when uh, Europe hit it hard in Sweden. So I heard when I heard Final Countdown, uh, I was hooked immediately. And my uncle, he realized that I liked rock music. So he came with a pile of vinyls and uh, said, you got to listen to this. And it was Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Jimi Hendrix, Frank Marino, Pink Floyd, all of that classic rock kind of thing and then out of that i i've you know i found stuff myself you know it was these days when you when you bought an album because of the cover i remember i bought Mm. a a a collection album of a it was yeah it was like various artists it was called so heavy it hurts and it was the screaming face on the cover and it was i remember taking the album home and listening to it i was probably about 10 or 11 and it made my stomach turn. I had this, I got almost like anguish and stomach pain from listening to it. So I wanted to listen to it all over and over and over again. And I found the same record again a few years later. And I listened to it and the songs are so lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, of course, there are some really cool songs. Like there's one Motorhead track and one Metal Church song on there. But most of the songs are like TNT, 10,000 Lovers and, you know, s- stuff like that. You know, <laughs> not really sickening material anymore. No. <laughs> no, but, you know, I think the bars you know, Rosen a little bit <laughs> since then. So <laughs> it's funny to see, at least. I completely get it with the final countdown, though, especially if you become a guitar player, because I don't care what anyone says, that is one of the greatest guitar solos of all time. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And again, I agree with album covers, because I'm, I'm very, very much a visual person. My favourite band on this planet is Kiss, because mm-hmm. they just look so damn cool. It sort of dragged me in as a child. And yeah. I remember, it's how I even picked up the first Death Stars record, because I saw the album cover and I was like, they look cool. Mm-hmm. It's thought it could be my kind of my kind of music, and it was. So, yeah, super. Yeah. No, but it, that's how it works, right? Absolutely. So, what made you decide you actually wanted to start playing music? Obviously, it's listening to it, but then there's wanting to make your own. Yeah, well, it's it was again my uncle there. He uh, he he was playing guitar, and I when I heard him play, I I just realized I I want to do the same, and I want to be better than him. So. I started practicing. I'm not sure if I got better than him, but you know, I at least I got to do what I wanted to. And uh yeah, definitely that. And of course listening to to a lot of music. Well, is your uncle about to release an album? No, you are, so there you are. Exactly. There you are. There you are. <laughs> so when it comes to writing music with with Death Stars, what's the songwriting process like? Is it lyrics first and then Nightmare comes in with this beautiful riff and you build on that or whatever it might be? Well, usually, no, it's it's usually the music first and then the vocals on top of it. But this album, we really um, already at an early stage, if we just had a verse or if we had a chorus or something, uh, we tried out the vocals together with that to see where the vocals wanted to go and Mm. it felt like a more natural way of working instead of trying to squeeze vocals into parts you know like we but but it has worked previously but i think this is a more a natural way of working and to see where where does the song or vocals want to go and and yeah 
I think it helped the songwriting on this album a lot to to also broaden our our way of writing. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I love about songwriting. Whenever I talk to songwriters, because every band has a completely different way of doing it. Because mm-hmm. it's not a science. It's you know whatever works for you at the end of the day. Exactly, I love it. So let's talk about. Everything Destroys You, your first album in eight years. How excited are you for, for you to people to hear this record? It feels great. And already just by releasing uh, these three singles, we're, which we have out now, is it, it, it feels like yeah, we, we've had the, uh, got all the love that we want, you know, that we <laughs> feel the album is it, the respect it needs, sort of. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's a relief. To have it because I think personally, this work ahead of a release or ahead of uh, even in the recording process, it it's kind of uh, fatiguing. It, it's you know it makes you uh, yeah really exhausted because and when you you actually get to release it and come out and play, that's the receipt and that's that's mm. what you. That's why you do it, I think, or at least for me, it's it's it is a very very long process with with a lot of misunderstandings in various chats with the band members and no, this is the way it's got to be. No, 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 you know, and <laughs> all the misunderstanding and oh, I'm so tired of it. It's so much better just to meet and play together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I, I I suppose the obvious question is. What took so long? Why eight years? Yeah, well, we've never been fast. Uh, we're <laughs> not the most efficient guys. It's usually about five years in between the albums, and uh, this time we almost had a uh, we had the album ready to go uh, before before the pandemic. But then, yeah, we got some extra time, mm. and we wrote some new tracks that we thought were stronger, and we also reworked some of the other tracks, which means that. Um, personally, we think it's it's an album without fillers at all. It's really it's a, it's a strong and solid album in our opinion, and and uh, yeah, that's what you usually aim for, you know. And with this extra time, we had the possibility of doing it. So yeah, it feels great that that w- without that pressure of of time, you know. Yeah. But is is the pandemic why you've take you've waited that little bit extra time to release it instead of releasing it during the pandemic? It, it's been both. We had yeah, we were all always kind of late on the ball. You know, it, it's not just like because when an album is done, it's not like okay, now we can release it. We have to release yeah. it because you need to find the guy that can mix it and can do it in his schedule, and then you need to work with the record label so that they can promote it and they need almost half a year just to you know it's and then we had a situation where vinyls weren't you know you couldn't press the vinyls so that they would come out in time so all these little things add up and then we decided that okay we cannot release it ahead of the pandemic we didn't know the pandemic were coming but we knew that we were gonna have to delay it and then the pandemic happened so then we're just we pulled all the brakes and and said like okay let's do this properly and and wait until this blows over and yeah 
So it's, it's crazy. One thing I, I love when I talk to musicians and you find out like the album they're promoting, they finished it absolutely ages ago, but they've had to wait for so many different things. They're like, oh, I just want to get this out there now. I'm sick, I'm sick of waiting. And yeah. I know if it, that was me though, I'd, I'd like you said, like you'd, I'd constantly be going, well, I could tweak this a little bit, couldn't I? I could change this a little bit. Yeah. This might, this could do have a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good in a sense though, that, you know, you got together and you went, Let's redo this. Let's redo that. And now, now you've got that album you really want to get out there. Yeah. But then, then there's a fine line. There's also that, you know, sometimes it's hard to know when to stop fiddling on, on things. But in, in this case, I think it really helped the album. And and we, we need time. You know, we don't need eight, nine years. It's not that. It's just that we, yeah, we need the time to, yeah, to find a time when we don't feel the pressure. It's, it's mostly mm. that so but we we've started writing new songs already so i think it's not going to be as <laughs> long but <laughs> and then these days i don't know if it's any point in releasing a whole album you know it's like probably just send out a new song every now and then it's probably the right way to do it these days but it's hard to to work out a way to promote it in that sense as well you know so Again, like you're saying, a lot of modern musicians do that, don't they? They just go, well, Spotify is a thing. I've written a song. There you go. Have it. <laughs> What's the point, Wayne? Just, just have it. Yeah. But what's the um, feedback been like on the three singles you've been, you've released so far? Amazing. A lot of love. Uh, I think, you know, of course, you, you're kind of not nervous, but a li- yeah, you're you're anxious to see well, if, if people think the same as you, that, that we've done a good job. Uh, so especially on the first single when we released this is you know you're kind of checking the comments on the videos and stuff like that and yeah amazing Uh, I think it's yeah it's proven that we have a very solid fan base uh, which Mm. never lets go and then also we found some new fans and and that's amazing too Uh, yeah yeah I just look forward to come out and play and, and meet everybody again and see <laughs> they're have, as old as me. <laughs> have you played any of these songs live yet? Yeah, we went to Malta uh, just uh, last weekend. And uh, yeah, we, we played the three singles which we've released. And it, yeah, they, they feel it feels like they suit the set already. So amazing. Yeah, great. So I, I was very fortunate to get an advanced listen of the album and it is, as you said, it's fantastic. It's some of your best. There is no fillers on this album. I'm not just saying this because you're here. It's not, there's no fillers. It is a great album. I, I was especially a fan of This Is. That is an incredible opening track. If, if there's any song that could go, we're Death Stars, we're back. Ha ha ha, here we are. That is the perfect one. It is a fantastic opening track. And Between Volumes and Voids and Angel of Fortune and Crime, those three stood out to me especially. Great songs. Yeah. Great, great songs. But what songs on the record stand out to you that you can't wait to hear? Maybe that aren't the free singles. Mm, yeah, well, for me, I think Anatomic Prayer is like a, it's a progressive rock anthem. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs, definitely. And also I like uh, Blood for Miles. Uh, mm. It has it almost, yeah, this one part is almost like a James Bond theme, which I really <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and really early on, I, I knew that Midnight Party, even though we released it, I knew that it was going to be, it had that perfect hook that I, I like and I wanted to party to. But yeah, great. Churches of Oil is also 
great song. And as you said, between volumes and voids. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it's a great album and, and it shows what we wanted to portray on this album is also like a ver the variety that we have as a band, you know, find a dynamic and, and what we, I think lacked a little bit in, in, uh, in the past is a few faster songs. And with this album, we actually, we, we have some more high tempo songs that are going to be great to put into the live set as well. So even like, yeah, this is, or anti all or songs like that. It's yeah. We're happy about it. <laughs> you should be. It's incredible. Like I said, but, when you when talking about playing live, how do you go around putting a set list together? Because you've got so many albums out now, it must be really hard to pick what songs you want to play at this point. No, but it's it's actually easier these days because you have much, you have the better, you have quite a like a, a pool of of good live songs to pick from. So you could mix things up, and one festival you could do this set, you could do that set next time, you know. Um, it's a luxury these days, you know, to have more albums mm. to pick from, I think. And, you know, we, you, you could start looking at, okay, what, what are people listening to uh, on on streaming platforms and see what, what are the top songs like that. And you, maybe you find a song that like, oh, people are listening to this song. Uh, we didn't know that this one was doing so well. So there's a great way of using statistics as well, you know, so it's fun. You know, I think you're the first musician I spoke to that's actually said, let's look at the songs people are listening to that they want to hear live and let's actually do those ones. That's a great. I really like that. That's awesome. And talking of playing live, you do have a European tour coming up starting in October, including the UK here in November. How excited are you to get back out on the road and play these songs live? Well, yeah, it's the receipt. This is why we do music. This is why we want to come out. You know, we we want to come out and meet people and play for people. This this is why we do do it. So I'm super excited, and I just yeah, I just hope nothing else happens in the world that will put an end to it. You know, I don't have high faith right now, but <laughs> yeah, there's um, but yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that everything is turning out all right and that we we can do the whole leg and you know have a lot of fun and meet a lot of amazing people. Like you said, like people play music to play live and you guys, you're a party band. So I can only imagine it's going to be a great tour. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Before I let you go, if people are listening to this and for some reason have never heard Death Stars before, somehow I don't know how that's ever happened, but what's one or two tracks you might recommend checking out from your back catalogue to people to get a good taste of Death Stars? Mm, I would say Tongues. Is a track which I know a lot of people uh, fall for when they hear it. Uh, 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 yeah, and Cyanide is probably also you know a good track to to hear. Absolutely. But but then I think the most important thing is maybe come and see us live because I think a lot of people have the assumption of us being that kind of record band and. And I think we're quite different live. It's more of a rock and roll show, more more mm. high energy and more almost punk rock, not not in a chaos way, but more more just energy. And it, there are two different things. I, I think, yeah, 
it's not that we try to change the music live it's just it, it is a different vibe live i think and and i th- i know people that doesn't really like our music they like seeing us live anyway so <laughs> Uh, which is, I think, a good compliment, no matter what. <laughs> I was going to say it's a bit of a backwards compliment, but I like it. It's good. It works. <laughs> Any compliment is a good compliment. I think. Absolutely. A compliment <laughs> is a compliment. At the end of the day. Yeah. Just one other thing. I, I, I love asking musicians this question, so I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Music videos, making them wise, do you love it or do you absolutely hate it? No, but it's it, it can be very creative uh, doing it. But... Uh, there's also that stress you don't know what it's going to be like you know until it gets cut so you could feel so stupid standing there head banging in a quiet room and <laughs> you know uh but in the end you know you gotta you gotta trust the people you work with so but yeah it it's both i think it's it's usually very long days so you get bored but you know it, it's still quite creative so i would say yeah medium it's fun somewhere in the middle like it (laughs) so we've spoke to musicians before and some of them are like oh my god this is great it's awesome we're putting this together for our song and then there's other people like if i have to see hear that song one more time on this day i'm going to go crazy about my own song (laughs) yeah well that 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 never happened actually yeah it's like you you see it for what it is i think you you can disconnect you know just get the work done anyway i love it it's amazing um Lux, thank you so much for doing this best of luck with the record and i hope to be able to come see you on tour in november but i know we're here today to talk about death stars but i do want to quickly mention you do have another band out there the herd um for those who aren't aware, what sort of style of music is the herd? Is it similar to Death Stars? Different to Death Stars? No, it's different to Death Stars. It's it's I would say it's it's more, uh, yeah, heavy rock music uh, with a lot of seventies influences. Uh, maybe not the typical verse, uh, chorus, the bridge chorus, the double chorus at the end. We we could maybe extend. You know, to to whatever we feel like. So we, in a way, kind of more progressive, but not crazy in any way. We we have, yeah, we we don't limit ourselves. Uh, but yeah, the coolest thing is that this is a band uh, that we formed. It, it was uh, the previous band was called Crucified Barbara, and when their singer left, uh, mm-hmm. the other girls called me and said like. Could you come and play guitar? Uh, we want to do something darker and more sinister and with heavy guitars, and we want you to play guitar. So I said, like this, I was a big fan of Crucified Barbara, so I, I wanted to play with those girls. Uh, and then we found the vocalist Pepper, which is uh, like a burlesque dancer. So she's amazing on stage as well. So she always have, yeah. She, you don't i don't have to be the one that seeks the attention of the crowd because she's yeah she's got that covered and it feels great just i could just focus on playing <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I, I can stand back i can have two extra strings i'm in <laughs> exactly yeah. that's what you need you know if you have extra strings you need to focus more, right? <laughs> not, not the usual seven beers ahead of the show <laughs> 
Skinny, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for doing this. Before you go, though, any plugs, social medias, anything you want people to go check out? No, but yeah, check our Instagram and Facebook uh, for, for yeah, we, we we're better these days to uh, yeah to update on what's happening, uh, and we really look forward to going on tour and meeting everybody. And thanks for being patient of waiting all these years for a new album. I know you're gonna like it, but please let us know what you think. So amazing, thank you. Absolutely, everything destroys you. Available May twelfth and. As the man himself just said, you're going to love this album. It is fantastic. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theraziseedge.rocks.